guys, it's Meg. What's up? What's poppin'? Welcome back to the podcast. And welcome to the very first episode of Spooktober on Hey Guys, it's Meg. Let's cue another round of applause right here for that. And let's get into the actual episode now. October 1st comes around and all of a sudden, our TVs and subscription services are flooding us with horror movies. But why are horror movies so popular and how did they start? And honestly, it's pretty interesting. I have three sources that I use. The first one was filmsite.org, then nyfa.edu, and acplay.org as my last source. And a lot of them had a lot of things in common. But let's start talking about horror films in general before we start getting to like the decades. Horror films are made to frighten and panic, cause dread and alarm, and invoke our hidden worst fears. They play on our nightmares, our vulnerability, alienation, fear of the unknown, and a lot of the times they include death and dismemberment. And in a lot of cases, these films are reflections of what's going on in the world, which is a thing like a lot of artists do. It's not uncommon. It's been happening for centuries and centuries. Artists will take what's happening in the world and give an interpretation on it, whether that's in a book, in a song, in a piece of actual art, like a picture painting, or in a film. George Melias is one of the first filmmakers that is credited for the first horror film in the 1890s, and in English, it's translated to The House of the Devil. And it basically was one of the first films that had Supernatural that they can have account of. You know, this might have been done before, but this is like the first solid film that they actually have found. Another film around that time frame was Esmeralda, which was made by Alice Guy Blush. Hope I pronounced it right. And it was based on a book by Victor Hugo, which is a lot of things these film directors and filmmakers were doing back then is they were actually influenced by folk tales with devil characters, witchcraft, fables, myths, and ghost stories. And a lot of them used books by authors such as Mary Shelley, who wrote Frankenstein, Bram Stoker, who wrote Dracula, Victor Hugo, who wrote The Hunchback of Notre Dame, Robert Louis Stevenson, who wrote The Strange Case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, and Edgar Allan Poe, which honestly, he had way too many that they were influenced by, so I'm not even going to label any of them. But a lot of these filmmakers were using these books and making them a visual. And when they went from black and white to a color, it changed the whole ball game, adding all these special effects and everything like that. Another huge huge influence to this genre of movies was Alfred Hitchcock. Most of us have heard of. He's done so many movies. They're all great. Hey, what's up? It's Editing Meg. And I decided I was going to list some of the movies that were directed by Alfred Hitchcock. The first one is Psycho from 1960. The second one is Vertigo from 1958. And the last one is The Birds from 1963, which I remember watching The Birds as a kid once and I was terrified. This could have been a reason why I was banned from watching horror movies. That was scary, that movie. I don't like birds, that's probably why. But now let's start going into the decades and what they listed as like the top topic for each decade was for the films. And we're gonna start with 1920 to 1930. And this was all about monsters. Any type of monster, they were making a film on it during this time frame. You had your Frankenstein, your Dracula, your werewolves, your ghosts, your Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. And all these had remakes after remakes. So everybody was doing it and everybody was doing their own twist on it. And I'm also going to talk about like some of the top movies that they gave. So one of the movies from 1920 was The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. In 1931 was the second make of Frankenstein. In 1932, you had The Mummy. And in 1931, you had the first 
color adaptation of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. In a lot of these films you can still find today, some of them you can't, some they like archived. There's not a lot of access to those ones. The next decade was 1940 to 1950. This was less supernatural and more radioactive mutations, mostly because of the wars that were happening. And one of the top film, two films from this decade was The Incredible Shrinking Man from 1957 and Godzilla from 1954, which I think that is a film that a lot of us know about even today. The next decade is 1950 to 1960, and this was all about getting audience participation involved in the film. There was 3D glasses, electric buzzers installed in theater seats, paid actors to scream and faint during viewing. Any way they could incorporate the audience in the theater to become a part of the film, to, you know, more add on to that frighten and panic and the dread and the alarm, you know, to invoke our hidden fears, they were doing it. It's actually crazy some of the stuff they, they were thinking of doing. But some of the films from this decade are Night of the Living Dead from 1968, which I know it's like going a little bit over, but it was in this category when I searched it. And that's the only one the website gave me. The next decade is 1970 to 1980. And this was all about the occult slash religious evil. And I think this is mostly the time frame a lot of us watch horror movies from. There are a lot of the ones that from here on out, we all would recognize and have maybe even seen. But 1973 is The Exorcist. 1976 is The Omen. 1976 is also Carrie. And then 1980 was The Shining. The next decade after that, we're actually going to count the 1980s as a whole decade itself. We're not going to count as anything else. But this is the first time in this genre history that multiple sequels were made. So before this, there was just one movie. There was no sequels. There's no part twos. It was literally just Dracula, just Frankenstein, just The Shrinking Man. But now in the 80s, this is where you're going to start seeing multiple versions of the same movie being made. And that's even continued out into today. But the 1980s, is all about slashers. So you have the Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 1979, Halloween from 1978. I didn't write the full date, so I don't know. I think this is 1980 itself. But Friday the 13th, and then A Nightmare on Elm Street from 1984. And then after this, there's controversy about the horror film industry, and a lot of people saying it's like, dead it's not that good anymore everything's already been done so from 1990 to 2000 this is all about zombies and remakes which we can honestly see like how many friday the 13th movies have there been and what's the other one there's another one i can't think of it edding megs and coming here that was literally released like last year and it looked pretty good but edding megs and coming here with the movie i'm thinking of I'm going to be honest with you, I have no clue what movie I was thinking of in the moment, but I'm thinking it could have been Halloween Kills from last year, 2021. Thank you for that. But what are your opinions on horror movies? Do you like watching them? Do you not like watching them? Like growing up, I was not allowed to watch them. Like I just wasn't allowed to do it. And I don't know why, but I just never got into it. And then one day I watched one with my friend and I was like, this isn't scary at all. It's kind of funny. And I love the music. I don't know about you, but I think music is a huge part of horror movies. I didn't discuss that, which is surprising because I'm a music major. But if you ever like watched a horror movie or like a ghost show and you just didn't put the volume on, it's not that scary. It's kind of boring. You kind of watch and you're kind of laughing. You're like, why is the person falling? You're like, what's there? They're looking at nothing. But it's the minute you put the music in, you hear something like this. And it's creepy. You're like, oh my God. They use a lot of like minor keys to invoke that feeling of fear and scary. And it's just really cool 
looking at these movies, looking at all the special effects, looking at all makeup and the costume ideas and the settings. It's just so cool. And like looking at the old creepy houses that they use and the filters they put over the film to make it look old or make it look different. They're a lot of fun watching and they're cool. So the next time you turn on your TV or you click on one of your subscription services and you see that it is flooded with horror movie after horror movie, just know it's probably just going to be for the month of October for spooky season and then it's going to fade away and go away. But you can watch them any time of year that you want. And just know that horror movie films have a lot of history and a lot of cool facts behind them. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Hey Guys, is Meg. You can follow Hey Guys, is Meg underscore podcast on Instagram and Twitter for updates and good times. Come back next week for the second episode of Spooktober where we talk about superstitions. Because I've said it before on a podcast, I'm not a superstitious person, but maybe I am. So we're going to list some superstitions and where they come from. I'll see you all on the flip side. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Ooh.